0: It's been said that every quilt tells a story and it's so true. But I also believe every quilter has a story to tell. I wanted to hear about the people behind these wonderful quilts and thought you'd enjoy hearing about their lives also. Welcome to A Quilter's Life! Sandy Sung Supa Pa started quilting out of curiosity and fell in love with every process of making snuggly heirloom quilts. With all that she does, I'd be surprised if she got any sleep. She is making a unique contribution to the quilting world. Along with her other services, she makes the cover quilts for other quilt designers, giving them the needed extra hands so that they can focus on what matters most. Andy, thanks so much for joining us on A Quilter's Life. So glad to have you today. Thank you for having me. Where were you born and raised? I was born
1: in a little town near Bangkok in Thailand. And I moved over here about ah, 11 years ago from very warm Thailand to very cold Minnesota. Oh, you had
0: to choose one of the coldest states, didn't you?
1: Yes. <laughs> it's not
0: bad though. I like the cold. I would choose the cold over the hot, so <laughs> Well, I'm assuming they don't have snow in Thailand. No, I think the coldest month would be in December
1: and that would be right. If we get to eighty, we'll be lucky in winter.
0: <laughs> So what was your reaction when you got to see snow for the first time?
1: Well, it was not my first time to see the snow, but to see the snow for six months, it's kind of, oh, my goodness.
0: (laughs) It's so long. (laughs) Oh, wow. Can you share a special childhood memory? would be
1: when my mom and dad did a lot of things for a living. My dad was a police colonel. And my mom opened a bakery, and my dad at the time was trying to get his master as well. So he did three things, master, helping my mom, well, four things, raising the kids, and a police officer. And every day, he would get up at 2 in the morning to help my mom sit up. And we worked while I was at 8, I think, so I was old enough to help them. So we work into midnight every single day just to get it done. I still don't know how my dad did it. And he got his master before the deadline. So I think it was two years, but he did it just a little under two years. At the time, I didn't think it was my favorite memory because it was exhausting for a little kid to do that. But now looking back, it's like, well, if my dad could do four things at the same time. Anybody can do it. He showed me that you can do it. So I feel like it's a good memory to
0: remind me that if you really want it, you can do it. Wow. It doesn't sound like he slept at all. Right? (laughs) But he did. (laughs) Can you tell me about your employment? My first job
1: after college was with Scandinavian Airlines. The funny thing is that my dad, he was a police officer and he had a lot of friends in all the places. So he got me into an interview with a marketing job with a big car manufacturing company. I got in, but I didn't tell my dad this because he would be so mad. I also went to an interview with Scandinavian Airlines and I got both offers. The marketing job, they offer me double of the other job. But I chose to go with Scandinavian Airlines because the only reason was that I like traveling. And instead of doing that, I told my husband about the story about between two jobs. And he said, you know, you could have just paid for your own traveling if you get double. (laughs) It's like, well, what's the fun in that? When you work with an airline, you can buy say, from the ticket from Bangkok to Hong Kong, if you just want to go have lunch on Saturday, you just fly out in the morning, come back in the evening for the price of a bus ticket. So you can just do that. But even if you get paid more, would you do it? You would rather spend money on something else. So, yeah, my husband said I'm crazy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know you. Yes.
1: (laughs) Yes. I hope my kids don't end up like me and they do something that's more logical.
0: <laughs> so how did you get from Thailand to Minnesota? My husband and I
1: met in 2007. He had a job over in Asia, in Taiwan. And his friend asked if the friend can just go over there and just meet him and have fun and hang out. and. He said, well, I've been in Taiwan for a long time. I want to get out of here. Let's go somewhere else. So they picked Thailand. And he was a friend of my friend. So we went out for dinner and then we talked and then we just hit it off from there.
0: And he brought you over here.
1: Yes. <laughs> we dated for three years. A lot of trips between Minnesota and Thailand. So I think he took about little over 20 trips within three years. Just to make sure it will
0: work, <laughs> <laughs> that's dedication. Oh, yes. Well, besides quilting, are there other crafts that you do or that you've done in the past?
1: I started from painting, and when my older daughter was five, and every night my husband and my daughter would turn Netflix on, and I didn't know the guy. Back then, the guy with the funny hair, and then they kept saying, that's Bob Ross, that's Bob Ross. And I said, I don't care who Bob Ross is. I don't want to watch painting show. And they're like, but look at the happy trees. And then it's like after a week or two weeks, it's like, well, I want to paint the happy trees. So I started to paint from the closet doors. I painted all the closet doors in the house. And then my husband said, could you just take this money and go buy a canvas? (laughs) So painting on the canvas instead of all the doors and please don't paint the front door. (laughs) Surprisingly, it was so good for the soul, you know? It's just kind of like meditating, painting. There's no mistake. And if you have a mistake here, just put a more painting here and (laughs) and it's all good. And it turned out so good. And I also did handmade cards also hand-painted, so I was around the painting, and then somehow I got into quilting. How about any other hobbies? I would be baking. When COVID hit, everybody stayed at home, and then YouTube was my friend. Everybody was baking at the time. We got a new mixer, bread and making. We had tons of bread-making books. (laughs) So I got into that for a little bit and then I started sugar cookies with the pretty decorations. Yeah, and that's about it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Do you think any of these hobbies or your painting shows up in your quilting? Part of it, because I like painting flowers, I think it's just beautiful
1: to look at, beautiful to create when you're done with it. You just look at it and it's just, oh, i done good because it's just a pretty thing to look at. And in my quilting, when I make quilts, there's always at least one print
0: and usually flowers in my quilt. I just have to have it. Also, with painting, you really must be in tune with color. Is that in your quilting also? I think it would be. From Thai culture, when I first
1: learned about quilting, people talk about how you use complement colors with the other. And some people even said, you use this many colors, you don't use 20 colors. But if you just Google Thailand or temples in Thailand, they put yellow, red, blue, green, all the colors you can find in one spot. And it looks gorgeous. To me, it's like, there's nothing wrong, but whatever you see is pretty to you in one quilt. It would be your quilt and it would be awesome. So I like a lot of colors. Sometimes it's too much
0: for others, but to me, it's it's awesome. That's so neat. I'm just picturing looking at a quilt and you get two different people oh. and you will have two different opinions. So That's true. Tell me about who introduced you to quilting or how you began to quilt. Oh, this is funny. My mom moved here from Thailand
1: to here about two and a half years ago now, and she doesn't speak English. And my mother-in-law wanted to connect with her and figure that while the quilt pattern with the diagrams, you don't need to understand English really. Look at the diagram, you just know what to cut, what size to cut, and how to put together. And then they can work together. So, my mother in law tried to teach my mom, and my mom wanted to know every single thing like, why do you cut it this way? Why do you need that much room to trim? So, I had to be there and translate. And for some reason, my mom wanted to know a lot of things. And I didn't want to call my mother in law, like, what is it? why do you need to trim this every single time my mom had the question so i started to google everything youtube and learn as much as i can so when my mom asked me the question i could just answer and because she didn't want to wait like i want the answer now And said well i have to learn i don't know i don't know anything about quilting i have to learn somehow so i started to learn about quilting and i told her let me make my first quilt so I know what you need to know to finish a quilt. And I made my first quilt without knowing the corner seam. Oh my goodness. I finished it. It turned out just fine, but wow, knowing myself now, it's like, how in the world did I do that without corner and seam? So I got into that after my first quilt,
0: I don't know, I haven't stopped. <laughs> So does your mom still quilt or did she just No, she
1: made the first quilt and she said, I'm done. I said, Well that's nice. (laughs) (laughs) Now I'm stuck and I'm happy with it. So thanks her to that.
0: (laughs) Well what a neat way for your mother in law to reach out. That was really sweet. Yes, that was very sweet of her. Do you have a favorite quilt? My
1: favorite quilt would be my first design. It was inspired by Thai flower called Ixara. And back when we were in school, we would have Teacher's Day. I believe it's in January. But on that day, we would bring the flowers. And this is something that people have at their house, just along the fence. And people with kids would just grab that on Teacher's Day and bring that because the name in Thai means sharp or intelligent. So we're just giving that to the teacher to show that we appreciate them for the knowledge. So I feel like, well, for the knowledge that my mother-in-law taught me, my mom, that brought me into quilting, this is just perfect to be my first design.
0: Oh, cool. What a neat backstory on that quilt. (laughs) Thank you. What tool are you so happy you have?
1: My rolly cutter and my square rulers.
0: (laughs) They are so helpful. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) With so many steps in the quilting process, do you like each step along the way or is there a particular step you look forward to?
1: When I started, what got me into quilting was the hand quilting. I feel like it's something special. Piecing, you actually piece together with the machine, but hand quilting every stitch, you have to do it by hand. To me, it's special. Well, but now, it takes forever. If you do a throw size to hand quilt the quilt, that's why I started the long arm business. Just to do one thing. It's not enough for me. I feel like, wow, if I do the long arm quilting, I miss the piecing. And if I do the piecing, the quilt top, well, I want to quilt it. So I like the whole thing. That's why I came up with a new business that I can do what I love and still help others to finish the quilt. So i now offering to make the sample quilts for other designers so I can cut, make, piece, quilt, and bind it. Basically, I get to make the quilt. But I don't have to store the quilts in my house anymore. The quilts get to go to the home that it's supposed to be. And I think it's just perfect.
0: Most people do have a part they like, and I love it when someone likes all the parts. So that is so yes.
1: The ripping part might not be the favorite, but it's part of the process.
0: <laughs> I never really thought of that as part of the process, but you are right. <laughs> Share your worst quilting experience? I would be ripping
1: ripping the stitches from the long arm machine. Oh, I mean, if you look at the stitches from the long arm machine, it's smaller than the normal machine when you piece it together. And when the machine went through half of the quilt and then you find out that you have to rip the whole row, it's like you're done for the day. You just rip it, and and that's it. Just walk away. That's the worst part that I had to do. I think that was the second quilt that I quilted on my long arm machine, and it's like, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore, but walked away, and then the next morning, oh, it's all good. I can work in here again. I'm happy that part is done. (laughs) But the ripping from the long arm quilting is the worst. Wow.
0: I could only imagine (laughs) that. the long arms run so quick that even if you saw the mistake right away there's a lot of stitches that have to be undone. <laughs> yes. So now that you found out about quilting and you started in on this, what do you think keeps you wanting to come back to quilting rather than go on to a different craft or do something else with your time?
1: In quilting, there's always something new to learn. There's always. I think that's why it- it's too interesting to me. Just like baking, there's so many things you can bake and it would go bad unless you eat it. <laughs> quilting, it doesn't go bad if it sit there for a few years and you go back to it, but you can still go on from there. And quilting, even if you learn to piece the traditional piecing and then now there's modern quilting and oh, a lot of other things that you could do, I mean... I think I could learn
0: about quilting to the end of my life, and there's still more to learn. So that's just interesting. It's funny. My podcast friends think I have such a niche podcast because I have one craft of quilting. But I look at the quilting industry and think, oh, there's so many niches within the quilting industry.
1: Yes. endless. I think the possibility you can turn quilts into something else now.
0: Quilt code or uh, a lot of things. It's just endless. Uh Uh-huh. Who do you make your quilts for?
1: I used to think I made quilts for my family. But now that we have so many quilts, my kids don't ask for one anymore. I was like, could you please stop making quilts for us? But the funny thing is now that I make a lot of quilts, I take my own quilt pictures. When we go to different states or on vacation, they would just say, "Oh, look! You should have brought your quilt. This is a perfect spot for it." It's just, oh, that's so nice." I'm they to turn into a quilter. Well, not yet, but it's just getting into them. And it's like quilting is good. It's not just for an old lady to quilt anymore. Anybody can quilt. And my older wanted to learn how to piece
0: together. The other day, it's like, oh, yes! <laughs> oh, That will be a great bonding experience. Yes. Are you working on something special right now? I'm stuck with Pinterest right now. And there's the thing called, it's new
1: to me and I'm sure it's been there forever, the needle turned applicant. that's what they call, that you just I I don't even know. I just learned about it yesterday, and I just cut my pieces together. I watched tons of YouTube yesterday, and I really want to do it because basically you don't go to your sewing room. You do it on the couch, and you can be with the family. And this cold winter, the kids can't go outside, and they don't want me to be in my sewing room. And then I want to do something that I can do on the couch, and I think that would be something fun to try and do and it would look really cool and you can see that it's made by hand when it's done and I think anything that's made by hand to me it's special. I admire those people who would spend I don't know hundreds of hours doing it and it's
0: beautiful. Mm -hmm. Share a quilting tip.
1: A quilting tip as a quilter I would say have fun with it As long as you have fun, you can go into your sewing room anytime and it's still going to make you happy. But if you feel like it's a job to finish it, ah, just to walk in there, you just want to walk out and run away. So just have fun with it. If that day is not a good day to go in, go do something else and come back to it. And when you are have fun doing it, it's always good. But as a long-arm culture... (laughs) If you're a long-arm quilter and quilting for other people, oh, you do like you would for your own quilt or even better because this is your one chance. I mean, I get it that customers would come back to you, but every quilt that I do, I do it like this is your last chance to quilt this. So you do your best because they will not come back if it's not
0: the best. So you do the best you can. That's a great attitude to have. So you started out with quilting as a hobby. How did it become a business for you? I started
1: with the fabric job a couple months after I made my first quilt. Just because I was too lazy to drive to Joanne and buy fabric. I feel like I want to walk in my sewing room and I want to grab this color fabric and then just start cutting instead of spend hours walking around and find a fabric that I want. So I started a fabric shop. Little that I know that when you have a business, you don't have time to make your own quilt because then you have to take care of customers first. But it was fun. It was fun. And I started to test a lot of quilts for other designers And that was a great way to learn different techniques and get yourself out there because then you get to show different side of you with the color and the quilt, how you pick each fabric for each quilt is different. I don't know how others do it, but I feel like you cannot use the same color group for all the quilts. Some people might do it, but to me, it's like, I look at this quilt, I feel like it's, the ocean or I look at this one, it's it feels like sunset. You can't use ocean color with the sunset. So to me it's like, oh yes, I get to change the mood for this one and change it all the time. It's it's always new and it's like, oh yes, I get to do a new one. I get to do a new one. And you need to I don't know, you have to slow down sometimes because when you you see a lot of things you want to do. You just say yes to everything. And sometimes I think there was one time that I made eight quilts in a month and it's just, oh my goodness, I wouldn't recommend it. I wouldn't do it again, but it's just too good to say no. But, oh, that was tough. (laughs) That's about two quilts a week. (laughs) Two quilts a week, yes. And I usually finish the quilt, quilting it and binding it all the quilt for the testing quilt just because I feel like it's prettier and it's better for the designer to have the finished quilt to show. So that was a lot, <laughs> but it was good. It was good.
0: How long have you been in business now?
1: About two and a half years. Started from fabric shop, long arm, and, oh, I had a pattern design before the long arm quilting and then long arm quilting. So two and a half years.
0: So share the name of your business and tell us how you came up with that name.
1: Oh boy. Hi, Charm. I have two sisters, one older and one younger. We talked about having the business together when I moved here 11 years ago and we were not thinking about quilting. We had no idea about quilting back then. We were going to do something that Brought us together, which is Thai culture. And we were going to go with Thai food or Thai spices and anything that's got Thai culture in it. So wow, it's charming. So Thai charm. And then we never, never got to food or anything Thai. So while well, I set up my business and Thai charm can be applied to quilting. <laughs> so hence the name. <laughs>
0: And when I saw that, I was thinking charm packs. I wondered if you had an emphasis oh, there. it could be now. <laughs> so when you were designing patterns or first starting to design your patterns, and you sold that first one, how exciting was that?
1: I set up my shop through Etsy, and every time people buy stuff from this shop, it would go to Ting, and I said my phone to get me that notification and my kids was going like yes mommy that was the first thing and like we were watching a movie and everybody was dancing for me it's like oh my everybody and that was my first it was
0: wow it's unbelievable that somebody just bought my pattern it's awesome that's extra exciting that not only Did you get to sell that pattern and be excited, but your whole family got the...
1: The whole family, yes. They're still doing that when they hear on from my phone. It's like, Mommy, you have to go to your sewing room and cut fabric now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like you have a little board of directors. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And what was it like when you saw one of your designs made by someone else?
1: I think first time i saw the first pattern with somebody who made that it's like whoa, that's better than <laughs> that when i decided to put this color here and that's so smart it's like why didn't i think of that and it's just wow i never thought about it when people said oh how did you come up with this when you test my quilt, this is from the other designer and i didn't get the feeling that it's special and that's just a different way to see your own pattern from other people's eyes and it looks like a different quilt it looks awesome and it's
0: just it feels good Well with saying that it looked like a different quilt did it ever take you a, a second or two to realize oh that is my pattern
1: I didn't know but I found out because they tagged me with the pattern it's like That one looks like something that I know, but I don't know if it is. And then I started to read the post, and it's like, oh, that is my pattern.
0: (laughs) That's so interesting. So you got a long arm, and how was it that you started quilting for others? Did that happen right away, or for what?
1: In a short period of time. So the fabric shop started three months after the first quilt and the long arm business three months after the fabric shop. So within six months, and I got four hours of training for long arm machine, and I quilted a lot for charity, for church, and I think within four months, I quilted about a 100 quilts just to get it so I feel good enough before I start taking on customers. I just, told the church, is like, keep it coming, keep it coming, (laughs) I'll keep doing it, and I make sure that it's perfect, even if it's the charity quilt, because
0: quilts are special, you want it to be good and perfect, so. Well, with that many quilts, I'm thinking, you must be like your dad and not sleep at all.
1: (laughs) That's how my husband says, like, do you sleep? I wake up in the morning, you're in here, When we go to bed, you're still in here.
0: (laughs) Is part of making cover quilts for pattern designers being a pattern tester?
1: It's different. Pattern testing, the designers expect you to give them feedback. I don't focus on that. I want to focus on the quilt. I want it to be perfect, like if you're the designer yourself. How do you want it done? I want it done the way that you would have done it yourself. And I'm at that point that I live all my quilts and I feel good to send it out to the magazine that people can look at it. You can hang it at the show and I wouldn't feel bad about my point not matching. So I want others to feel like you can let this part go to me and I will take care of it. So you can focus on other things because pattern design, when you launch the pattern to the market, is not just writing the pattern and make the quilt. You have other sides of business that needs a lot more time. If you don't have time, I feel like cover quilts is something special for designers. And I get it that you want to do it. You all want to make your own cover quilt, but sometimes you don't have time. and. I think this kind of service is is in need for the industry and I haven't seen much of this kind of service around and I have the bandwidth to do it from cutting to quilting it. I don't give feedback, but if I find mistakes, I will definitely tell the designers that you need to
0: fix (laughs) this. I'm sure they appreciate that. And did you mention that you take pictures of them too or is that somebody else's job?
1: I usually don't, I would take close-up pictures, but it would be how I see the quilt. I don't add that service, but I take pictures for the quilts before I send it home and send to designers so they can share on social media. But if they want the good pictures to go on the front cover for the pattern, I would recommend them to send it to the professional. I think that would get a better pictures. but I do take Quilts in the wild and something like that to get them so they have something to tease on
0: the social media. Uh Uh-huh. How did making the cover quilts for the pattern designers, how did that come about?
1: Like I said, I feel like growing business is not just making the quilts. You have finances. A side that people don't talk about a lot, but it's important that you have to take care of. You plan your launch and other things. Being the designer myself, that's the part that I do not want to do. The marketing side of it. I just want to be in my sewing room and just make my quilt. And to be successful at launching your product, you have to focus in all the areas. One person cannot do it all. So I feel like, this is what I do best. If I can do this for you, you can do other things that would make you even more successful in your launch. I feel like, ah, that could be good for me, good for you, good for everybody. I get to do what I love and what I do
0: best, and your business
1: would be successful.
0: How wonderful that you can help those other quilt designers. That is really neat. Yes, and I get to do what I love, too. Aha. <laughs> uh-huh. Sandy, is there anything else about your business that you wanted to share?
1: It's the journey. This is just the beginning of it. I feel like this is the learning curve, and it's not about my business. I feel like people should be inspired and just keep that fire in you and keep going. Sometimes, I mean, to look at myself two years ago, I couldn't imagine myself at this point. But I'm in my happy place, and I want people to know that stay inspired, do what you love, and you'll make it happen. I just feel like this is not just about the business. This is when you make a quilt, you're making memory, and you're sending love to others through the quilts that you make, and it's just it's something beautiful.
0: So stay inspired and make a lot of pretty quilts. Uh-huh. I do appreciate you spending your time with me, Sandy. I love hearing your story. So thank you mm-hmm. so much. Thank you for having mm-hmm. me. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Bye. You can find more stories on AquiltersLife.com. Or subscribe on your favorite podcast player so each episode will be downloaded automatically. Also, I want to hear about you and your wonderful quilts. Please contact me, Paula Chamberlain, through the website to set up an interview. And as always, thanks for listening.